at this point, we are honored to have join us a Fox News host, a decorated Iraq and Afghanistan war veteran, and, and we thank you for your service, Pete Hegseth. Uh, Pete Hegseth joins Bernie and Sid right now. Good morning, Pete. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. It, it is a pleasure. And, uh, Pete, your book is called The Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation. And uh, usually we'd say we'll talk about your book uh, a little bit later, but this is very, very topical. This is a very, very important. I mean, witness the Parental Rights Act down in Florida and yep. other things. They are poisoning our kids' minds, uh, and grooming our kids, and you're writing about it, but apparently it's been going on longer than we thought. Tell us about the book, Pete. Much longer, much deeper. Thanks for having me. The lunacy of what we see on our screens right now from privilege walks in the 1619 Project and gender transitioning and pronoun conversations with six, seven, eight-year-olds is not an accident. Uh, Hemingway once said, things happen gradually and until they happen suddenly. He was talking about bankruptcy. What we're talking about here is is the classroom and instruction. So when COVID-19 happened and parents went into the classroom because their laptops were in their house and they were seeing what was being taught, they were shocked. Well, when we did the research, we realized why. And it wasn't just an accident of the 60s. The progressives for over 100 years have intentionally targeted not colleges and universities. Yeah, that's part of it. But the youngest of classrooms, K through 12, because they knew the affections and the views of our youngest are the most powerful prize. I mean, they looked at how prohibition was passed in 1919, and they realized it was because third-grade curriculum went in uh, – Francis Willard, a socialist, they're always socialists and atheists, by the way, and then eventually Marxists who are driving this pushed curriculum. Voila, you've got a constitutional amendment. Progressives today realize the same thing. The philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation can become the philosophy of government in the next, and, and it's scary. So we wrote the book because parents have to first just realize the depth of the problem. That's the first step to any recovery is how deep the problem is. It's it's not other people's schools. It's our schools in our communities where this is happening. Well, I think Pete Hegseth is the only guy on TV better looking than me, Bernie. I'm just going to tell you that. Uh, also, you. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Collins book out, and um, mine is coming out in August. But he's got – you talk about the praises in his book, Kaylee McEnany, Tucker Carlson, Ben Shapiro, Charlie Kirk, Dan, uh, Don Bongino, Mark Levin – uh, Dan Bongino, that is a great list of uh, folks that uh, talk about uh, Pete Hicks at this book. And I tell you, personal experience, Pete, I used to live on the Upper West Side. I just moved about two months ago. My son goes to a very expensive private school, Upper West Side, very diverse school. Most of his classmates are black, by the way. And not only is the curriculum what you talk about, but the way they teach these kids, also these kids develop an attitude where they go from playful little kids who went to my son's birthday parties for years to kids who all of a sudden don't like white kids. So it's not just the curriculum. They change the nature, the behavior, how these kids feel, and they turn otherwise good kids into racists. Oh, my goodness, such a great point. That is known as pedagogy. Pedagogy is not what is taught. It's the philosophy of how it is taught. And and the phrase we use in the book a lot is paideia, which is a root from pedagogy, which is a Greek word, which is about the affections of the heart, the the, the, the vision of the good life imprinted on the soul of kids. Our founders understood this phrase. We taught it for 2,000 years in Western civilization in the classroom, and the progressives buried it. They buried God first out of the classroom in order to get at what kids actually valued and what they believed. And now you're exactly right. They're pumping out activists with raised fists who believe in 
America is inherently a racist place, uh, and ultimately they either have privilege or non-privilege, and that has devastating consequences. This is an experiment beyond which we've ever tried. You know, Keeping a country when you're pumping out kids who are trained to distrust and hate each other and believe the country they live in is inherently racist and evil, that's the scale of the project progressives have undertaken, and uh, it's been bad for decades. It has in schools. I got a progressive education in suburban Minnesota in the 1990s, and I didn't even know it. Now it is indoctrination and activism, uh, which does not bode well for our future. Not at all. Hate each other and hate their parents, uh, yes. these kids. Listen, we're talking with Pete Hegseth from Fox News. His book is uh, its an important book, folks, Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation. And, of course, Pete, it's not just a critical race theory, which – is, I, I believe Sid was alluding to uh, that, that. That's part of the critical race theory, but this disgusting uh, propagandizing, this grooming, uh, teaching yes. these kids this transgenderism, and, and, and encouraging them to be a part of it, if you will, and, and the Biden administration using funds, federal taxpayer funds, to uh, enforce this t- type of theory, this schooling on schools, for example, in South Dakota, where. The governor there, Christy Noem, has banned it, and she's getting screwed for it. The kids are getting screwed for us. Tell us about that, please. Well, you're talking about critical race theory and critical gender theory, all the things we're seeing coming out. Uh, on the on the the trans stuff is critical gender theory. Both of those came from critical theory. Critical theory was brought to our shores by Marxists in the 1930s. Where did they land? They landed in the Upper West Side at Columbia University's Teachers College. They were welcomed there. John Dewey had studied there. That's where they first promulgated this theory. And the critical theory, its entire premise, is deconstructing and criticizing the foundations and pillars of Western civilization to include the nuclear family, to include sex and gender, to include how we view race. And and they found that race was the easiest one because of our terrible racial past in this country. But they also are going at gender. If you can get a five- or six-year-old to wonder whether they're a boy or a girl, you've completely upended any notion of truth uh, and, and the simplicity and the innocence of a child. And from there, they are very malleable and very vulnerable. And that's, a, that's how you get drag screen, Greg, mm-hmm. Story hour. It's not just yeah, New York yeah. City. I mean, it's Missouri yeah. it's across everywhere. the country. Yeah. Uh, Pete Hegseth, by the way, when you were growing up or going to school, I should say, in Minnesota, I'm pretty sure my first cousin was the mayor of St. Paul for eight years, and that's Norm Coleman. Did you know Norm when you were in Minnesota? Yes, I know Senator Coleman well. That's my first that. cousin, just seeing no Brooklyn boy went to Hofstra. I know he went to Iowa and Minnesota, but he's still a Brooklyn boy at heart, Pete. You he know, still talks like one. Yes, he like does. It. Yes, he's a big giant fan. Don't, 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 worry. don't listen about the Vikings in the wild. That's all nonsense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my 13-year-old son says to me, Dad, he's starting to figure this stuff out, right? He's the same kid that went to the progressive school in the Upper West Side. He said, Dad, let me ask you a question. All this stuff that these schools teach and you're so angry about, you and Bernie and you two people with this great book. So let me ask you something, Dad. If Donald Trump wins again in 2024, will it change? In other words, can a Republican president change all this stuff? And I had to think for a second because this all was going on, even maybe even started some of this madness, although it's been around for a long time. It got worse, I think, when Trump was president. So if a, guy, if a Republican is voted back in the White House, does all this lunacy change? The answer is no. No. And I wish it wasn't. Uh, that's why in the, in the book we do five chapters on the solution, and it doesn't start with the government. It starts with parents, and it starts with first a recognition that we should leave these schools. 
We should leave them if we can. If we have the means, if they have the ability, why are we spending money or sending kids to public schools uh, that are completely antithetical to what we believe? And my son, my son that. is leaving the school, by the way, Pete, just so you know, to your point. That's he is fantastic, leaving. and yes. I think that's what parents have to do. It's our most precious resource, and we send them 40 hours a week to Democrat camp and then hope that they survive it and come out sane through us trying. And the progressives wrote about this. They said, what can church on Sunday for one hour do to defeat 40 hours of atheistic and progressive instruction in the class. They wrote openly in the New Republic about this in the early 20th century. That was their goal. So I think we need to leave these schools, start our own. Uh, I'm a big fan of classical Christian education. There's one in Manhattan. There's one on Long Island. There's one in New Jersey. There are over 400 across the country, and there are more coming on every year. There's online options, homeschool options. Charlie Kirk is starting a Turning Point Academy. He's going to have hopefully dozens of them soon across the country. We need to create an alternate ecosystem because the government schools are gone. They're gone. The teachers' unions control the entire pipeline from the teachers' colleges to accreditation to standards to tests uh, to curriculum to pedagogy. And every single day uh, they, 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 they're continuing to push further down the line with it. I guess, Pete Hexeth, and again, the book is called, and it is a terrific book, Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation. I guess the executive branch can affect it uh, a little bit because, as I mentioned before, Joe Biden is using uh, federal, federal school lunch money to hold these schools hostage. If you don't teach this ch- transgenderism a garbage, this gibberish, this poison, we will withhold the, the lunch money. Now, that's not a cure-all. But it is it's a it, it, small on part. On the margins, I totally agree. Obviously, it's on hyperspeed right now, and it's being celebrated. So Trump started with the 1776 commission toward the end of his first term, uh, and that was right over the target. We've got to start teaching the basics and that our country, that we love our country. We can do things like that, and that is good. But the teachers' unions and the education department will fight back with the fire of yeah. a thousand sons. Wow. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I love about your work, Pete, uh, and, of course, again, you're an anchor at Fox News, and you've got this great book out, as Bernie's mentioned a couple of times, Battle for the American Mind. But uh, we've got televisions on in the studio while we're on the air, so we can't have the volume up, actually, obviously, because we're doing a radio show. Yeah. But I see, and, I, and almost every morning, here's Pete Hegseth having breakfast with a bunch of guys in Maryland. Here's Pete <laughs> Hegseth having yeah. a West Virginia, New Jersey. You have breakfast in, in some diner all over the country. That's got to be fun, no? I think it's the best gig in television. I, mean, I get paid to travel across the country, right. eat, eat great food, <laughs> regional food, but then meet the best people on the planet. Right. I mean, such good people. There is a reservoir of goodness, honesty, hard work in this country, patriotism, and those segments. We just, I just, I don't pre, you know, script what these guys say at all. It's just here's a microphone. How do you feel about the state of the country? And I think that's how we punch through the spin and the pundits and the politicians. But you, but you don't have Democrats. Really you don't have like Democrats trying to barge in or picketing outside. None of that, right? These are just the people that are eating in the diner that day, right? We intentionally do only local. Uh, we let the diner know, and then the diner lets their patrons know. Gotcha. So we don't do a lot of advertising about it because we don't want people coming in from out of town. We want people that live there who visit at that restaurant telling us how they feel about the news of the day. Let me tap in, Pete Hegseth, to your astute political acumen. Uh, Listen, on Tuesday, this Myra Flores was elected. This is the first of the uh, victor of the red wave, uh, and it's going to be a huge red wave. But what do you think, based on talking to people in the restaurant, based on your knowledge overall, 
how big of a red wave? I mean, will this save us this uh, November? Because I think it's our last best hope. Well, what hope it is giving us? It is a realignment. They assumed that that the Hispanic community was going to be a Democrat constituency forever. It slipped in the other direction. It was the guy who said, I'm going to build the wall who started it. Uh, and listen, it, is it going to save us? No. Is it really important? Yes. It can stop. You know, Investigations can occur. A lot of the nonsense that they're pushing can stop. Uh, politically, we still have the opportunity to win, and we should. The question is, culturally and educationally, are we digging ourselves too deep that 10, 20, 30 years from now, politically, we can't have these victories? But this, this is independents and Democrats, uh, moderate Democrats, being mugged by reality. Crime surrounding them, inflation surrounding them. You can't get baby formula. We're embarrassed on the world stage. Uh, and uh, our border is wide open, and they're saying, I just want sanity. And the Democrat Party is at war with itself, and they will go further left because that who could, that's who controls the power base and the money in that party. Party right now. So I'm extremely hopeful. I think we need a massive red wave, and then yeah. we need real aggressive Republicans who are not going to you know, go to D.C. for D.C.'s sake. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the problem. We all want a big red wave, but most of these guys are, uh, well, they're not up for the task. Anyway, the yep. book is Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation. Pete Hexeth, who's a great anchor on Fox News. David Goodwin also wrote the book Praise from Everybody Once Again, from Tucker Carlson to Ben Shapiro to Charlie Kirk, to Mark Levin. Uh, you're the best, Pete. That's a great job. Good luck with the book, and keep Thank coming back. We loved having you. And, and thanks Anytime. for your service very much. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for what you do. All right, pal. Take care. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.